0: pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches.
3: listen to nba dna with hannah storm on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the volume
4: hey what's up y'all t bob here reminded you that you can come hang out with me and aaron murray live on amp monday through thursday Amp is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast at snaps Monday through Thursday, one Eastern new central on amp, download it and come hang out with us today. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in. Uh, day two of Vacation Snaps. As uh, we're all over the place right now, I am currently in Los Alivos, which is a <laughs> fascinating California town. Um, it's an old, old Western town, Aaron. It used to be where if you were driving your stagecoach from L.A. to San Francisco, you would stop here. I actually saw a guest book from 1895 They still have the signatures and everything. It's whatever. Cool town. Crazy part is, it's in this valley where every mile you get inland, the climate changes by a full degree. So at the beginning of the valley, the west to the east, we're talking a 30 degree difference. What that means is it actually has every single climate that the entire country of France has. And so all they do is make wine here, and they make a ton of wine. And so all I've been doing for a day is just tasting delicious wines. It's, uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. So I'm in a great mood. I did, however, leave my computer. So we are doing this with popsicle sticks and glue. I've got my phone. I'm in the hotel room. You're still at St. Simon's, I believe. How's the beach going?
5: The, the beach is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, chasing the little man all day today. Uh, lots of dirt in the butt. I mean, the amount of dirt that somehow gets in the pants, you know, yeah. like just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess, but we're, 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 we're having fun, having a good time. Well, um, no, hmm. no we're not, we're not, we're not, drinking. once again, this just shows you the difference between T-Bob and I, the center of attentions in wine country, enjoying a nice vacation. Yeah, I'm over here actually being a parent, parenting on vacation, uh, for those who don't think that T-Bob just lives this glorious life, you, you, you are misled, 100%. So,
4: so, the, so the, the, the best part is yeah, normally, normally we don't yeah. have um, grandparents around, but my mom lives here. So yes, we did leave the kids with uh, mom for the day. So it's been awesome. It has been really, really spectacular. Um, okay, but let's get into the show today. We got some Georgia talk to lead off. We got uh, Dan Lanning. I'm getting some comments in on Colorado leaving the Big 12. And then we have a story that at this point is alleged, but not only is it insane, but it's actually kind of perfect for our juvenile sense of humor to uh, to break down. So so I think it's going to be a very fun show today. It has to do with a major uh, four-star recruit uh, or, or player transferring from Clemson to Ole Miss. Let's start, though. Aaron, with your Georgia Bulldogs. Um, Seth Emerson, who covers Georgia for The Athletic, just came out with a piece. Now, he's not willing to go full. He's not willing to go all the way in, and, and I appreciate why. You can't be a team's beat writer and go all the way in. You'll get ostracized and probably get murdered by Kirby Smart like we saw what happened to that other journalist. But I'm feeling a little validated today, Aaron, because Seth wrote, Three reasons why Georgia may not win another national championship, and uh, let's go through them. Reason number one: it's right in line with what I've talked about in the past. Reason one: uh, quarterback and basically going to Carson Beck. That as good as he's looked, Aaron, he is still a relative unknown.
5: Yeah, well, he listen, he is an unknown. I mean, most of the time he's played uh, during his career. Georgia's been backup time. You know, he's he's not been a full time starter. And you can project all you want, which is what I've, which is what I've done for the past few months. I'm, I'm projecting because I have seen more than the average fan. I've been to a ton of practices. I've been to a ton of scrimmages. I've talked to people inside the building that know the position, like I know the position, and kind of say, okay, if 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 the mental side of the game is there, which which he's told me and he's talked to people about this, and you can kind of catch that, I believe in the article as well that he wasn't mentally ready to go two years ago. Nothing to do with the physical yeah. tools. The physical tools have always been there. But he feels like he's more mentally ready to go, understands the playbook, understands what's expected of him as a quarterback of a major university, which is all well and good. Like that, that It all sounds great. I get that. It sounds great that he's saying that he's mentally ready to go. He's physically ready to go and it's great to know that I and, and, and Coach Bobo and other people that know the quarterback position have, can see the physical tools. He still has to go out there and produce. And and yeah. I agree, it is a question mark. Until he goes out there and not against a, a, a cupcake game, um, really the South Carolina game is going to be the big test. Say all you want that Georgia's way better than South Carolina, South Carolina will field a good defense this year. It's not an elite defense. It's a good defense. And that's why I'm, I'm interested to see if he goes out there and balls out and throws four or five touchdowns, then I feel good about him against LSU in the SEC championship game or Alabama or Ohio State or against Michigan later on. But if he goes out there in week three and just plays okay for South Carolina, then I start to think that there's there's more of a panic from the Georgia fan base about you know we've waited for Carson Beck to be this amazing quarterback and he's just okay. I look,
4: I, I like, like I said, man, I've, I've been banging this drum, and, and to me, it's not even about Carson Beck as much. I, I, I just still think that Stetson Bennett was that good in the biggest moments, and that band continue to underappreciate him, right? So, like, Carson Beck could be really good, but Stetson Bennett was near perfect when it mattered, and can he
5: be that? Well, we'll see. Okay, but, but I don't think, I don't think he needs to. I don't think he needs to. I, I uh, well, Bennett needed to. This... Otherwise, they wouldn't have won it. Bennett needed to, but this Georgia team this year is the best of the three years. That's the difference. This team How is, it
4: is possible. Better than, you lose 15 draft picks two years ago. You lose more draft picks last year. How is it possible that this because they
5: be because of won the transfer portal? They 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 crushed the portal. I mean, you look at the offense side of the football. You bring in two elite receivers, Ra Ra and Dominic, love it. So Stetson never had a deep receiving court and yep. had Brock, which is great. He had Darnell. Well, guess what? Carson gets Brock, and Carson gets Brock as a junior, so Brock's going to be at his best. You get Lad McConkey. Hey, Sharon back there in her little bikini looking all fine and sexy and whatnot. You get elite <laughs> receiving play. That's how we pick up the
4: YouTube views, dude. This is how we work. Yeah. Yes. Get, get,
5: get Sharon, who's an in incredible Sharon, shape right now. Right. Now I'm a little upset. New tanning behind you, us.
4: Now I'm a little upset that we let you use the uh, the whitewash background.
5: Yeah, I sure in the back of the Damn, Jesus, move. All right, back back to it. Stetson hasn't had this type of receiving core, or did not have this type of receiving core for two years. So, offensively, there isn't going to be as much of a, a a a Stetson go go win us the game because we're we're struggling at, at receiving. Or we're, we're here here. This is an elite offense with elite playmakers at every position, plus an offensive line that's going to be ranked in the top five offensive lines in the country when it's all said and done. So. I think to me that's why I'm saying Carson Beck doesn't feel – is not going to have to be Stetson Bennett. If he plays within himself, the offense will dictate him and give him the ability to put up crazy stats um, and just be able to be essentially a game manager and not have to push the limit. Uh, Well, yeah, for the
4: majority of the year until he runs into somebody good that he's going to have to. And that remains my concern.
5: Um. I they mean, what defense are they going to face? That's elite too. I mean, even LSU, which I, I'm high on LSU, to me is is is, is still not going to be a top ten tough.
4: If they if they end up playing them, if they end up playing them, solid. Michigan's will be great. I'm sure. Like I wouldn't say they were great. Okay. Well, we'll see. You you said your piece on Carson Beck. I don't need any more of your Mike Bobo infused propagandist bullshit. Even though I'm surprised that there was nary a mention of Bobo in the article when you're talking about – because arguably Todd Munkin, you could argue, is the biggest departure than um, even Stetson Bennett. But uh,
5: so from – I would say I would say this. I'll end it with that. I think there's more concern with Bobo replacing Munkin than there is Carson replacing Stetson.
4: Yeah. And way I more. Way more. Yeah. Way more. I could yeah, I I see that. So yeah. I'm surprised that Emerson didn't mention it. Um, second reason that Emerson mentioned was a bit interesting because – It's one that I have not considered. And he kind of calls into question a bit the interior defensive line. Uh, And I know they've recruited well, and I'm sure they have all four and five stars there. But you look, the last two years, you've lost four first-round picks on that defensive line. First-round picks. It's just basically impossible to replace four first-round picks. You lose Bear Alexander in the offseason. Again, you still have talent. It's maybe a bit more improved. You still have elite linebackers on the inside. So, like, that's obviously going to help immensely. Uh, And and he does kind of, you know, he doesn't say – he's saying they should be fine. But it's maybe something to keep an eye on as he calls in the specter of Missouri last year. And and kind of points out that when Jalen Carter went down with that sprained knee in that four-game stretch is when the run defense started to falter a little bit. And honestly, that run defense has been the key to everything for Georgia defensively the last couple of years?
5: Well, yeah, they, they've made teams one-dimensional. I mean, they've they forced teams to, to, to throw the ball uh, in second, third, and long situations, not getting into second and manageable. So that is a concern. I was with one of those defensive linemen, Warren Brinson, the other day, and you know, I asked him that question. I said, okay, if you look at your team, you're, you're a senior leader, where is what is the, the, the worry in the locker room? And he's like, well, we're not really worried, but I will say that from you know, I would assume people would say the defensive line. So he's kind of calling his position group out, like we know as a group, we have to excel because of everything we've lost the past two years. Like, listen, they got elite linebackers. You return both both linebackers from last year. I think yeah. the secondary is gonna be the best it's been uh, in in two years when you got guys like you know Javon Bullard and Lassiter and 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 and. and uh, Malachi Starks back like that secondary is, is is loaded with talent um so I think that's part of the issue is you look at the defense as a whole and you say okay dbs are great linebackers are great defensive line we think is good but it's not as strong as the other two positions so obviously that's going to be the area we focus on so yeah. I think it's still going to be better than 90 percent of the country is it as good as it's been the past two years? Probably not. I mean, Jalen Carter, you know, if, if you take away the the incident in, in January, probably is a top three pick in the NFL draft, still is a top ten yeah. pick. Um, they have been elite at D-line. So I do think it is a, a, a slight step back this year, but that's why it's okay because you do have other two position groups that that should hopefully, you know, take their game to another level because they're a little bit stronger in the season. Yeah, I mean, you can sum it
4: up with this. Yeah. Um, The Georgia defense is not a concern. Like, no, no, like the Georgia defense is not going to hold them back. That's going to continue to be the strength upon which the championships are built. That's Kirby Smart's side of the ball. So, yeah, I'm not concerned about the D-line. Although, again, maybe it's not as overbearingly good. And then we arrive at reason number three. And again, Aaron, my validation tour continues Because here is Emerson, a man who knows the Georgia football team as well as any other, calling out some of the exact same stuff that outside looking at, I'm concerned about. And he mentions the schedule. And he kind of mentions the fact that you don't have any great challenges to zero in on to kind of prep you for when it matters most. I mean, you mentioned South Carolina. If you look mortal against South Carolina, that's gonna send alarm bells that won't and 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 it'll create a negativity that won't get erased. Because you're not going to have anybody to prove it against for a while. You'll just have that negativity kind of build to build to build. So, look, I, I I remain saying that I think the schedule, unfortunately for Georgia, is actually a weakness. Um, because while it will keep them fresh, I don't know if they're going to really know what it's like to be in a dogfight. And then if Carson Beck and Bobo suddenly get into a dogfight in the SEC Championship or the semifinal, how do they respond?
5: I'm hoping that South Carolina is a dogfight. Honestly, I don't. I don't think it is. I do think I think South Carolina is slightly overrated heading into the season. Um, a lot of people and a lot of Carolina fans think that you're, they're going to have the same kind of year they had last year, if not better. And I just kind of you know hesitate on saying that South Carolina, who had two massive wins in the, the season, are going to be able to replicate that again this year. Um, so I think Georgia handles business, but I would like to see them. I mean, I would like to see. A game similar to what Georgia had last year versus Missouri. A a a nail biter. A game where maybe you're even struggling heading into the fourth quarter. Like they need that. Like you said, like you need that moment where you know shit hits the fan a little bit. You gotta look at the guy next to you and say, Hey, we gotta find a way to win this football game. And 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 then from there, kind of I think for for Kirby gives him a little ammunition in the locker room to really let the guys know, like, hey guys, you aren't as good as you think you are. This isn't last year. This isn't the year before. So, like, to me, that would be the – if all times, I'm sure, you know, Kirby doesn't want to have a game where it's kind of teetering. But if any time to have it, it would be week three for South Carolina because then I guarantee you, you would see a much more focused, much more, you know, in-your-face, kick-ass football team for the rest of the season. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out.
3: Call 800 333 kia for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
4: Okay. Yeah, I could see that too. You're right. You're right. I apologize. A struggling game against South Carolina could go one of a couple of ways, but um, And really, if you zeroed in on Carson Beck, like if he struggled in that game, that would be the fascinating thing to focus on. Does he respond or does he collapse? And then if he collapses, are you suddenly looking at Gunnar Stockton and Brock Vandergriff conversations starting up again, which is always a miserable place to be in the middle of the season. But as you can tell, we are trying to critique that which is great, right? So we're finding minor imperfections and seeing if we'll hold them back because, again, it's impossible to win a championship three times in a row. Um, Item number two on today's show, you'll have to forgive me. I don't have my notes like I normally do when I'm doing these shows, so I'm going to paraphrase here. But uh, at Pac-12 Media Days, Dan Lanning was asked about Colorado leaving for the Big 12. And uh, Lanning was pretty dismissive, being like, I mean, remind me again, you know, what have they won What have they meant to this conference? What have they done since they got here? And from a purely... From a a purely factual basis, he's not wrong, right? I think it was like 2016. Colorado maybe randomly won their half of uh, the Pac-12 or something. I think a 10-win season. Maybe they played the championship game. Besides that, they have been wholly irrelevant to the Pac-12. So I get... Where landing is coming from there, absolutely, and and objectively, he's right. The same way that objectively, Brent Venables going after Prime was really fucking stupid, because of course Venables, you didn't change over the roster in the same way. You took over four stars, five stars. The only thing, and and and, and I'm not saying Landing's wrong because he doesn't really need to engage in this sort of stuff. But if we're discussing it, the reason why Colorado leaving the Pac-12 is a big deal again is not. G- because of Colorado and not because of what they've done. It's not because you're losing a USC, you know, a team that had a chance to win championships. It's not because you're losing one of the, those big brands. It, it's just the, the potential domino that starts the chain reaction that leads to the dissolution of the PAC 12. So, so I mean, Lanning's right. Lanning's right. They have been irrelevant to the conference, but they may be the canary in the coal mine. That is signaling the Pac-12's doom.
5: Well, it's a money issue too, which is part of the whole domino effect you alluded to. Like, I think, like Colorado as as a football team, maybe is what he said. Like, it, it hasn't been relevant for the Pac-12 for quite some time. But Deion Sanders is relevant right now to college football. Deion Sanders is relevant to to TVs and TV ratings and and major networks and getting dollar bills. To that conference like that's that's the biggest thing like losing colorado whatever losing dion who is going to be on prime time week one because of dion sanders not because of colorado to me is the bigger issue so he moves as a coach moves the the needle when it comes to media um media talk media discussion youtube clicks hashtags uh, big network TV. He moves that needle more than any other coach in that conference. That's what you're losing, and that's going to hurt your university at the end of the day too.
4: Yeah, and and well, and and again, Oregon's such a you. They, they're going to be fascinating to watch because I know they're presenting a very united front with the Pac-12. But Phil Knight has put a lot into trying to make Oregon football nationally relevant. And they have a quarterback. It looks like they have their coach. Um, well, forget about the quarterback thing because he's not going to be there long term. They should be really good this year. But my point is more the long term future of Oregon. They th- That is not a school. Phil Knight is not a booster who's going to want to get left in the dust. He wants no. Oregon to continue to be relevant, and it's hard to see if you have the mass exodus out of the Pac-12. Where does that put Oregon? Do they accept a rate deal first, like we said, Detroit, to join the SEC? Like, where oh, we're oh, going?
5: I was say, We should we should be hearing in the next, I would say, twenty four hours. Um, we say this once a week at least. The Pac-12 is supposed to be releasing what this deal is in the next in the next twenty four hours. Right? Article yesterday is going to be within forty eight hours. Now we're in twenty four hours. Uh, and then Arizona is also meeting as well. Their board of regents to most likely discuss what is going on and what direction they want to go into. So I think we're going to learn a lot about who's staying, who's going, what this deal is and how that's going to affect uh, everything going on. I mean, the dominoes may really start far- falling as as soon as possibly tomorrow.
4: You know, at this point, it's it's the boy who cried wolf soon i'll i'll react to the deal when it happens i'll never forget the entire show we did back in march about the arizona president saying it was going to be done in a couple of weeks and that it was going to be a bigger number in the big 12 so uh i'll believe when i see it uh and then our final story for the day today uh it's an insane boy and there's just really it's 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 his cat tj dudley a 2022 four-star uh, player, he goes to Clemson, and it was announced about three days ago that he was uh, going to be joining the Ole Miss Rebels. He had been removed for Clemson for an undisclosed violation of team rules. And uh, look, Dabo said it's really unfortunate. He's he's a really good kid, great kid, and um, but you know he, he broke team rules, and so he had to go. Hmm. Allegedly, and there seems to be legs here, but allegedly the thing that he was kicked off for was privately was, was, was um filming his teammates in the locker room with them, you know, unbeknownst to them, and then posting it on OnlyFans, uh-huh. which, which, again, if 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 this is true, if it's not true, then I feel awful for TJ Dudley because this rumor has been picked up in a lot of legitimate ways. I've even seen some people say they've seen the videos. Well, you know, I, I again, we'll, we'll continue to monitor the situation. But um, if this is true, I mean, not only – that's okay criminal. I don't – you know, I don't think you're allowed to. I, would, to I would feel like very criminal. Like that's like not unlike yeah. – like a hidden camera, like a changing room or like the – the, the, the horrible Aaron Andrews experience from like a decade ago or whatever that was, like it's the same type of deal. So it would feel like a bit weird that all I did was get kicked off the team. But um, I mean, I, I don't know how I would react if I learned that one of my friends was selling my nudes on OnlyFans. I think I'd be pretty pissed.
5: I'd be extremely pissed. I want to know what kind of money I brought in too, for goodness sakes. Like, come on, sure. let me get some of that cut. Like, was my ass, you know, making money for you? And I want some of that, that, that revenue. Uh, we need to figure out if our OnlyFans project would, would work or not uh, at the end of the day. But Only steps. Only snaps, Only snaps.
4: It's only if the volume drops us. How then
0: could we you
5: – tr- listen, we had, we had an issue at Georgia, which we had one of our equipment guys put a camera in our, in our um, showers – yeah, he got in trouble like two or three years ago. And I just don't know how long this dates back to, to footage. I don't know if he was you seeing me doing slip and slides in the bathroom butt naked or not. Um, Were you doing and slip and slides on the bathroom floor? No, the, the, the kickers and punters, would. they would like lather it up in soap.
4: No, and then after
5: winds, they would like slide back and forth. But, and like, just, I'm, like
4: I'm disgusting, bro. But the bathroom floor is only for feet to or the, touch. Shower, the shower, the shower, the shower, yeah. The shower floor is only for feet to touch, it's not for body parts yeah. to touch. I can't, that's why, that's why they're kickers. That's why they're kickers.
5: That's true. That's, that's true. why they're, yeah, they're kickers.
4: Um, I would say this again, I do find this all hard to believe. Okay, I, I really find it hard to believe.
5: How he's not uh, arrested for this. You would yeah, exactly, be arrested right? for this.
4: Exactly. Yeah. I find it hard to believe. Uh, but I do think it's kind of funny. And I will say this. If you're talking about profitable venture, like in terms of just the per- pure quality of the bodies that you're photographing, you're gonna be hard pressed to find better nudes than an elite college football locker room. Like that, yeah. that is just that is the kind of hardcore truth, right? Very in shape people, a lot of abs, a lot of impressive phalluses. If that's what you're into, like, you know, now certainly, obviously, you have to have consent, you have to do all of these things, but just from a pure there's uh, no, quality yeah. of the nude, that is one of the, one of
5: it, 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 it's basically the best room of nude male models that no. you could hope for. No, there's no way this would not have gone out, though, by now. Like, this would have been all over the place. Well, it's all very
4: new. I mean, it's just starting to break like end of yesterday, beginning of today. But I'm saying like on OnlyFans, it would have been
5: it would have been all over the place as soon as one picture was posted. Maybe.
4: Maybe so. I mean, you're right. You're right. It feels it feels hard to believe, and if it's not true very I don't know hard to believe. Dudley, maybe maybe we should have not said his name, actually now that I'm kind of thinking about it out loud, but um <laughs> what if what if I mean, what would you do when that guy suddenly shows up in your locker room in your whole biz? Kind of like, hold on, bro.
5: Hold on, yeah. What'd
4: you do with that phone?
5: Yeah. That phone Where's guy? your phone? <laughs> hey,
4: you, you, know, what I, you know
5: what I would do? I'd put a basket right as soon as you walk into the locker room with his name on it. It'd say, you know, his name. Oh, phone, phone,
4: in phone, phone in the basket.
5: You guys is putting your phone in the basket as soon as you walk in the locker room. That's what I'm telling them. I'm been not a playing that game for
4: everybody, actually. Yeah. Then you could do something yeah, well yeah. like quite 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 smart.
5: These-
4: yeah. uh, all right, that's going to do it for today's show. Quick little vacation edition of Snaps. I've got to go back to sleeping with my wife and drinking wine, not to brag, Aaron. I guarantee I've had way more sex with my wife than yours, so congratulations to me. Um, yeah, no, I'm feeling good about it. I really am. Uh, and I just want to give a huge thank you to... You know, everybody, you know, obviously Paul Farrington, Pat Gunther, Ryan Brumley, Danny Cardinez, Adam Gracia, Chris, everybody else who helps make sure you have a huge thank you to the volume. Huge thank you to our wonderful family, being Understanding, letting us do this on vacation. Thank you to Sharon for driving the YouTube views up. Uh, and a huge thank you, most of all, to the listeners. YouTube.com slash volume snaps. Share with your friends. That's a good momentum going. It's August. We're going to continue to blow this thing up. Um, And then Snaps Podcast, Apple, Spotify, you can Google it. It'll be right there at the top, wherever you get it ready to review it. We love you, and we'll see you tomorrow for some new Vacation Snaps.
2: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.